And we're live from the Astro. All right. We're back. You thought we'd go away. <laughs> you thought it was over You forever. had one week off. <laughs> you thought... Today we're going to do a special two hours to cover for the week we, the week we missed. And we're going to address it all to you, dear listener. What did you do on your week off? Um, I didn't have a week off. I had to work. You went on vacation and <laughs> no, flaked no. on our normal Friday date, and that's why we didn't do a show. No, that's not Maybe true. You need more time. I think we're ready. Okay. Yeah. How was what? your... Uh, hello, how was hello. Hello. Welcome back. It's been fine. Thank you. How was Missing your holiday? you. Good, good. I miss you guys last Friday. Yeah, we miss you too, Martha. <laughs> so where are they? Having a good time? Probably cheating on me. <laughs> we were at another diner. Not just we yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I was sure. with my family, actually. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, In that yeah. case, it's fine. All them. right, yeah. no problem. Yeah. Did you do anything for Easter? You celebrate Easter? Uh, not anymore, because my daughter is grown up, and yeah. and my my grandson is gonna be thirteen, so. No. no Easter egg hunts. No 13 Easter. year olds probably aren't in No Easter basket, no nothing yeah. like that. Just come to work. Oh. You worked on Easter. Uh-huh. What's the Easter yeah. crowd like? Busy. Mm. Busy, busy. A lot of ham. Uh no. Some. Some. People coming after church or something? Yes. Coming after church, exactly. Nice nice outfits. Yeah, with the kids nice. The little girls with their dresses. <laughs> so cute. So cute. And you guys? Yeah, I did a lot of celebrating. Oh, that's good. I did a Passover thing, an Easter thing. I went to three parties on the Saturday. What? Party animal. Nice, nice. One of them was at at his house. Nice. That was my middle, that was my main party. Oh, good. But there were two others around it. Good. Yeah. It was insane. Lucky you guys. Yeah. I had to work. But I'm here today, just for you guys. <laughs> Not tell me what you're having today. <laughs> I think we're going to split the grilled ham. The interview cheese. is over. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to pick up the order. Yeah, yeah. Okay, grilled ham and cheese. White? Uh, on wheat. Grilled ham and cheese sandwich. Actually, you have, you have rye, right? Yeah. Let's do rye. And rye with french fries. Okay. Can I do fruit instead of french fries? Of course you can, darling. Thank you right. very much. Thank you, Martha. Welcome back. Thank, Thank you. you. That was Martha. That was Martha. Who's Martha? Martha's our... Explain for our new listeners. Martha's our beloved waitress who serves us every Friday here at the Astro. I had a friend, so I was, I was on a friend's podcast yeah, talking about... <laughs> And I've been doing them so a lot ridiculous. since we started this podcast. What the, what's ridiculous? That I'm all, all of it. All of it. Go on. What? Which Don't part? Don't you think it's ridiculous, all these chat shows? The chat shows that I go on? That we, yeah. Or the no, one that we're that doing? not that go on specifically, but... Just that there are a lot of chat shows? Yeah. What's wrong with them? I don't know. There's nothing wrong with them. I was thinking about starting a new, starting a new chat show, actually, today. Really? Yeah. Without me? Yeah, it would just be me and my daughter, because we were at... It would be more improv than chat, but go on. Yeah, so you went on a, you cheated on our podcast with another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my friend George Chen, um, shout out to George Chen and Sup Doc, which is a podcast where George and Paco talk to comedian guests or comedians, filmmakers, writers, like people from the world of comedy and film, I guess, about documentaries. Actually, Solomon has been on it. Oh, cool. Um, Solomon Giorgio. Right. Host of. 
Post Lost Notes. Lost Notes. Trailer which is dropped yesterday. The music go look, series for KCRW. Uh, that we've talked about on, I think, nearly every episode of this podcast. Yeah. This is just a big marketing tool for <laughs> lost notes. Um, so uh, George invited me on because he listens to this show, Whoa. and he heard me mention Wild Wild Country, the Netflix uh, doc series. And so, uh, and we're back. David's Morantz died. Um you were talking about Wild Wild Country. Oh, right. So I went on the show to talk about Wild Wild Country. I hadn't finished watching it by the time I was invited on, so, so I had to go and watch like the next four it, hours of really the show. You don't have any connection to the show. No. Well, I just mentioned it oh. here. I was just a watcher. I mean, usually they have people on, they, they pick whatever doc they're going to talk about, ah. like Solomon did 20 feet from stardom. Um, but anyway, when I was on the show, I don't know if it's going to make it onto the, the podcast. I think it's dropping next week if you want to look out for it. But... George described uh, our show to his co-host, and he was like, would you like to listen to a show where Richard and his friend David just go to a diner and then talk about whatever is on their mind? And also there's this waitress named Martha. <laughs> and Paco was generously like, <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> um, but thank you, George, for... Maybe we should have George on the show sometime. Yeah. I know George from way back. He's an Oakland guy. Um, and now he's down here. And... He always does tons of stuff. He like he has like a comedy night on Sawtell at the Giant Robot Store. I think it's Thursday nights. I'm never n anywhere near there. Yeah. Uh, but check it out. Um, he's doing a lot of comedy. He used to be in a lot of bands. He had this. I guess it was like a zine, and a record label, and a website called Zum in the Bay Area, which was like great for for shows listings. That's mm -hmm. how I knew about him. And his uh, sister worked at this store called Little Otsu, which eventually like was in the Mission District and it moved in front of McSweeney's um, eventually. And so I, I knew his sister more just from being there and then I or I you know would see her more. And then I eventually found out that George lived a few blocks away from me in Oakland. And um, he like stopped playing music at some point and started doing stand-up comedy because he was like, I realize all I want is for people to pay attention to me. And no one pays attention to bands. Right. Well, also, if you're in a band, you only get, like, one-fourth of the attention. <laughs> and really, it's, it's less than that if you're not the not enough. <laughs> I know. Really. So that was how somebody described our show. <laughs> that's pretty accurate. That's, that's what our show is. Yeah. That's what we do here at the Astro. Almost every Friday. You definitely need to start a competing chat show with your daughter. I would subscribe. Yeah. How well, have you been? I've been good. Yeah, I've been good. I got out of town, which was really nice. Right, but not on, not on vacation. No, no, I wasn't on vacation. Not a vacation. I was not on vacation. I was working. Luckily, my sister. Well, my parent. Well, so the week before I went out of town, my parents came to visit, which was great. Cause they'd never been to our house, and so they got to see our house and hang out with their granddaughter. We did some stuff around town. Went to the Queen Mary. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good thing to do with out-of-town visitors. I well, yeah, my mom really likes old stuff and history, and she's always wanted. Not to go much to of that around there. here. No, I think there, it's funny there is actually. Really? Yeah, I was thinking about that a lot. I mean, a lot of it we tear down, or sure, but it's still there. Well, the intersections are still there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, and we're back. We're back. So David's. 
media card filled up, so that's we've only had two false starts. I'm still using the same media card that's always close. The audio to is full. distorted, right? Is the audio distorted? No, the audio. That would be the, the, <laughs> the trifecta of. Oh, oh wow. Here we go. Oh, look at that. Yeah, about oh that, huh? Enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> what well. <laughs> I'll just slide this over to you. Just put it in front of me. This might be the only dish that we've ever gotten at the Astro that doesn't have a sprig of parsley with it. It doesn't. You're so right. It's, you don't want half a sandwich? I, I like the colors. You go ahead and have... Maybe I'll have like a third of a half. Okay. Like a... A sliver. Fresh fruit, nice uh, grilled ham and cheese on rye. Is that American cheese? David likes American cheese. We've talked about this on the show before. That's a good sandwich. It's good? Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. How's the rye? Great. There's no Bub and Grandma's, but... That'd be great if the Astro used Bub and Grandma's <laughs> bread. It was just like... Moza. Kismet. The Astro Family Restaurant. Nope. But it's good. A lot of caraway seeds. Caraway. I forgot what we were saying when I... Inter- oh, yeah. You're... I don't know how to record podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had a nice... Um, and then I went to... Um, I would say you're getting better, but that's not true. Yeah. To Salinas. With my sister. Salinas. Home of... Home of a lot of cabbage. Steinbeck. Steinbeck. All the vegetables are still there. Saroyan. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Yosemite, just the family, just my wife and my kid. Spent a couple days in the Yosemite. Was that your first I time there? I was working the whole time. Um, stories. For my job. It was not a vacation. But it was, it was great. It was, it was a really, very it was productive a, it was exactly story making. exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, well now I'm back and I feel refreshed and I've actually had a really good week of like digging down and getting to work. And What was most memorable about Yosemite? Well, we were there at like a, I feel like we were there at a really nice time because... It's still pretty cold there. Um, it was like getting down to the 40s at night, and a lot of the stuff isn't open yet. Like you can't ride bikes because it's still early. It hasn't it's, the official spring season hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't crowded, and it was a cloudless like full moon while we were there. So we would like wrap up our daughter in the stroller and blanket, and she would fall asleep, and we would walk through these like moonlit meadows underneath these like spectacularly beautiful rock formations. And because it was spring, all the waterfalls were like really strong. It was like a lot of powerful waterfalls and and then a couple friends met us and so we were like up late in the lodge at night playing cards and drinking beers and eating pizza and like it was just really nice sounds great yeah it was really like what i needed i was just feeling like a little claustrophobic i've just been like holed up in my attic working for too long and i haven't gotten out of town and had a break so it was like perfect and i've been much more productive since then so after that productive work trip. After that productive work trip. <laughs> <laughs> you really fell into a groove uh-huh. in Yosemite. Mm-hmm. I didn't work in Yosemite. Not like a weekend. Oh, okay. But during the week, off I was, hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a Monday through Friday <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nine to fiver. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So should we um, continue to plug Lost Notes since we're a marketing lever for KCRW? Mm-hmm. Listen to Lost Notes, everybody. You can get the trailer now. Available on all the platforms. You can subscribe. Have you tweeted about it? No, we're not supposed to tweet about it yet. Why not? April 12th. Because the way that the charts work, 
the Apple iTunes charts work. It's based on like how many downloads you get in a short period of time. So on April 12th, the first two episodes will drop. So that means there'll be three episodes in the feed on that day. And the more people that we throw at that feed, every person that arrives at that time and downloads the series downloads three episodes. That basically triple the amount of drives the podcast yeah, up the charts. It's a, it's a big scam, based as far as I'm concerned. But is your story the first story that's coming yeah, out? Yeah, cool. Sorry, the first one. So we're just waiting to do like the big push until April 12th. But okay, you guys I can won't download. Tweet about it. You guys can download the podcast. Listeners to the Astro exclusive offer. Download it. Listen to it, but don't tell anyone about it until April 12th. I subscribed. I did too. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And that's our show. <laughs> we haven't done this in a long time. I, I feel a little rusty. out of shape. I yeah, know. are you rusty? A little rusty. Rusty would be a good. We had a we had a nickname for you. We had a Passover at my house over the break. A seder. Yom Tov. Yom Tov. A seder. No luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback to. Well, actually, I think it's just totally an inside joke. But <laughs> yeah, that's not a callback. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, we never hosted a Seder before. It was nice. It was lovely. Yeah, it was all run by Sam Greenspan. He was like, can I host a Seder at your house? And I'll do the work. And we're like, yeah, it's great. Shout out to Sam Greenspan. Yeah. Soon to be an L.A. resident. Formerly of 99% Invisible. Shout out to... 99% Invisible. Yeah. I'm Roman Mars. That's my Roman Mars impression. <laughs> How was it? It was good. Thank you. Um, it's a low-key episode. Super low-key today. An episode in three parts so far? Should we put them out individually so we juice the stats and <laughs> get it up the charts? Is Lost Notes going to be broadcast as well? Yeah, I think so. All of it, or I think every episode. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work though, because not but all. It's of not like not a show. Length, no. And there are how many of them? Eight. Cool. You got anything you want to plug? I mean, I only know about mine, and yours, and Susan Orleans, and they all sound great. It's funny, I I know somebody who's... I meant outside of Lost Notes. Are, are oh, like, anything else to plug? Um, yeah, check out my uh, episode of Sup Doc, which I think comes out next week. Um, when they asked me to plug things on there... You plugged Astro? I did not. Uh, I did... Astro. No, we talked about it in the beginning, although I don't know if they're going to snip that part out or not. Wait, you can snip stuff out? Yeah, there's this thing called editing. What? I know, we haven't evolved to that point yet. Um, Tell me more. <laughs> they apparently have an editor who works on it. Their, their show sounds really nice. It's um, Sounds like some like, elitist thing. And they have like a theme song. I probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> it's not your cup of tea. No. Yeah, but I, I recommend it. I, Is it in a... Do they record it in like a... Kind of noisy environment. <laughs> right, a noisy environment where there are lots of like plates clacking and ice machines dropping ice. God, that sounds like a good podcast. 
<laughs> no, they had... So I went to George's apartment to record it, and he had two microphones set up, and then they had a laptop set up, and Paco is remote. He's um, in San Francisco. Mm. And so George and I were video conferencing with him for the podcast, but it'll seamlessly sound like maybe we're in the same room through the magic of editing. Mm. Yeah. George was using a uh, Zoom H6, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And he had, check this out, two SM58s. Whoa, was he dropping some truth? (laughs) Well, it is a documentary podcast. Well, so I had a lot to say about Wild Wild Country. So you just started it, you said. I started, I watched the first episode last night. I think it's great, and it's very interesting because I think that the characters are presented in, like, interesting, complicated ways, especially throughout the series, I think... Mm as they meet out the information about what happened, there are sort of some conflicting things about the characters that make it uh, a fascinating look. Like Sheila. It's like, is Sheila like this cute, smart, brilliant lady, or is she a sociopath? She's like a Machiavellian. Like. They kind of like go between those two things a little bit, or at least I did as I, as I watched the series. And also, the way it's set up in the first episode is like you know there's like the townspeople and then there's the cult right but maybe the way they set it up will you'll have some expectations or assumptions that will be subverted throughout Mm. yeah I noticed that like it's produced directed by and then there's like another it's like all brothers it's like three sets of brothers right it's it's the Duplass brothers like executive produced it or whatever and then yeah these brothers directed it and then there's another, was another, the, there's another brothers team yeah there's another brothers team in there wow Bro- brothers make film I made a doc with two brothers no oh. here I'll plug this The Ballad of Ezekiel Hernandez it premiered at Tribeca in 2007 so it's a little bit of an old plug is this available anywhere <laughs> well it's funny the DVD is like an educational DVD so it costs like $80 or something like that um, I don't think that you can watch it online it was on PBS it was on POV um, it was nominated for an Emmy whoa investigative journalism Emmy what Kieran and Brendan Fitzgerald Kieran directed Brendan produced the Cohen Brothers. Shout out to the Cohen Brothers. <laughs> they do good stuff. Warner Brothers. There were a lot of them. There was like six or something like that. Stater Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Stater Brothers. Stater Brothers. What was that uh, jingle? I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've never actually, Being the best that you can be, Stater Brothers. I don't think I've ever actually shopped at the Stater Brothers. For those of you that don't know, for all out-of-town listeners, Stater Brothers is a chain of grocery stores. Oh, is it a regional California. thing? Isn't it? I don't know. I've never been. I think that I just know the jingle somehow has worked its way into my the back of my brain. Yeah. I feel weird eating while you're not eating. Give me a little... Fruit, yeah. Thanks. At least there's a smear mm. of hot sauce on your plate to give the illusion that you did eat something. There's a smudge of hot sauce on my plate. Yes, it was a good. It was a good little piece of sandwich. I loved it. What do we usually talk about on these things? Well, I don't know. 
<laughs> Are you getting more gray hair? Yeah. My daughter asked me if I was going to die soon because I had gray hair. <laughs> what did you say? I said no. Parenting fails. She did tell my mom that she was going to die soon because she was old. What did your mom react to that? She laughed. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Mom's a cool lady. I didn't get introduced to your parents. Well, you didn't. Nor did they come on the show. I tried to get them to come on the show, but they just wanted to sleep in. Yeah, it just wasn't the right time of day. What? How did you feel when Faye asked you about your grays and your death? I don't really care. <laughs> Not that like, I really care. You're like, it is what it is, <laughs> lady. Like, yeah, like, I still feel young. Yeah. That's all that matters. As long as I have less gray hair than you. Listeners, I have gray hair. What else? <laughs> did, you cook, did you cook anything good? I'm sure, yeah. You made a lamb like for Easter, didn't you? I ended up just mostly slicing the lamb. My <laughs> car. You it. say like lamb carpaccio for Easter? <laughs> no, my, my sister um, rolled it and and seasoned it with like herbs and stuff the day before and put it in the oven and so i just took it out of the oven rested it and took the string off of it and sliced it it was a parks family co-production of the lamb is what you're saying it was we were credited at the dinner table um there was like a, a shout out to the parks are there any brother sister creative duos uh, I mean, Eleanor and Matthew Friedberger, the fiery furnaces, yeah. but which is no more. Um, I'm sure there are. There's probably some more brother-sister bands. The Watkins, do they play at Largo a lot? Are they the real family? Yeah. Was like a oh, no, it's Sarah Watkins and Sean Watkins, uh, and they were in a band since they were like married. four. No, no, brother-sister. Mm. They, they were in a band as kids with Chris Thiele called Nickel Creek. And now I think they still play together and stuff like that. And I think it's called like Watkins Family Hour. Rufus and Martha Wainwright. Right. Another sort of Vaughn Trapp-esque situation. <laughs> but they sing together and stuff. Um, huge fan. Um, any other... How about outside of music? Because music doesn't really count because there's always families singing music together or yeah, whatever the that Carter does, family let's let's do the Jackson what about family. in the film space or the podcasting space mm, my brother my brother and me McElroy brothers brothers Grimm <laughs> <laughs> we're so bad That's this it. is such a bad podcast should this be our last podcast? Should we give up? <laughs> if we run out of things to talk? Should we really try to, like, n pretend like the microphones are not here? Like, like do it super... Sure. Go super hard into that? Okay. Sure. How do we get there? I made some tortillas last night. With masa? With masa. Where'd you get your masa? Fleximex. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's they great. have... 
they have a uh, tamal, a tamal, singular, mm-hmm. that they make. That's just the masa and corn, yeah. and I think cheese. But it's. I don't think it's cheese. It's, it's just the masa and corn. I, yeah. I don't really like it that much. It's just interesting to me. Like I never thought. Like it, there's like no real filling so except just, for. Like, need more corn because it's like masa, you know, cornmeal with whole corn yeah. kernels in it. Yeah, it's good if you're vegan. It's hard to get vegan tamales often because the ones that don't have meat usually have cheese. Right. Oh, this new taco guy that just opened up right on the corner of Monte Vista and Avenue 54, and it's really, really good. Where the school is? The dairy is. You know, there's like the Dairy Mart. It's like a... Oh, yeah, of course. Such good tacos. Huh. What, what, uh, at night? Yeah, it's a night guy. So that corner is so nice because in the mornings you have the tamale lady and then at night you have tacos. It's like really coming together in that corner there. I was in Highland Park yesterday and but I was experiencing the other side of Highland Park. I mean, I was on Figueroa. I went to Home State. Oh yeah, Home State's good. Of course it is, yeah. I really like it. Nice homemade flour tortillas. Mm -hmm. You can't get good flour tortillas very many places in LA, surprisingly. They're good there. They're good at Salazar. They sell, but I mean, like to buy. Oh, to buy, yeah, um, like La Princesa. You gotta go to like exactly. Chavez or like I don't know where else. Probably somewhere else in East LA. Azteca yeah. on, on Cesar Chavez, yeah, yeah. Which they have that chili relleno burrito, the infamous. And they have good flour tortillas, and they sell masa there. It's a good place mm. to get tortillas. I haven't been there in a while. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Now I'm gonna. You want some more fruit? Sure. Eat this fruit. So that's how you kind of forget that the microphones are there. You start talking about tortillas, and all of a sudden, bada bing. There you are. We got it. We're back. Magic is back. Should we do a call in seg? Or a call out seg? Sure. Who should we call? You do one. Let's try to get Nick on the show. The infamous Nick White, the famous, famous Nick White. We talk about him so much on this show. It's time for him to come on. Maybe he's just going to show up one day. So we're going to call Nick White. Am I going to call him or are you going to call him? I think you should call him. It's probably more likely to pick up if it's you, right? Uh, Richard's got some dumb changes he wants to make. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to do an edit on my story, and I'm worried that I'm making everybody work too hard, which is my normal thing. Everybody watch out. If you're going to work with me, I really push it all the way to the end. But I think that my story will improve vastly if we do the changes I'm suggesting. Should we hash it out we, on the air right yeah, now? Yeah, let's hash it out. Well, then you should uh, talk. Or no, no don't, I don't want it to be deceptive, like, oh, it's Parks. Is your volume on? Hey, uh, welcome to the Astro. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Is the volume all the way up? Yep. Hey, Nick. How's the radio show? Long time listener, first time caller. Well, we called you. I don't know if that counts as being a caller. <laughs> uh, we're kind of struggling on this one, to be honest. I guess you're a caller we, because we you accepted you the call. We called yeah. you in to save this episode. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, David's Marantz has died three times. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. We talked about some tortillas that David made. We didn't even talk about what the tortillas. 
uh, David got a ham and cheese sandwich on rye, and I just like it was cut in half, and I cut like a third of one of those halves off and ate that, and one piece of pineapple. And David's working. I'm like two thirds away through the pickle. I've eaten like half the coleslaw, and like half the fruit. Nick, why are we doing this show? <laughs> well, um, I get to enjoy it once a week. What do you say? He said that he enjoys it. Well, I guess we're doing it for you then. For me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, for you. Right. A very yeah. elite group. <laughs> um, are you? I have a long drive, a few times a week, and it's relaxing and it's get, you know I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. Relaxing, you know, that's something that I've heard from other people is that they're relaxed by it. Really? Yeah. My my friend Rebecca, yeah. friend and agent Rebecca Friedman, says that she puts it on to relax. Hmm. But not to go to sleep. Yeah. I didn't query it further, but... Is that a euphemism for like, uh, it just puts me to sleep at night, I put it on, <laughs> and I'm just like, out. Well, Nick, you listen to it in the car, like, when you're you're commuting to Santa Monica from Highland Park? Yeah, most of the time. That's usually when I listen to it, yeah. And then I, I think I listened to three of them. I was on a mega bus going to San Francisco, and that's when I listened wow. to the first, like, three of them, I think. And that was... What was it like to listen to that, three that, that, episodes of the Astro in a row? <laughs> Um, you know, I felt, uh, it just felt like I was hanging out with you guys for that trip, so it felt like I wasn't just sitting alone on a megabus. Are you upset with the drastic changes that I'm suggesting to my story so late in the game? <laughs> I haven't looked at them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he doesn't know how upset to be until he looks at them. <laughs> I can't really hear David, by the way, so if I'm ignoring David, it's not personal. I mean, that's, it, that's how it works here. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm overpowering. Do you think that I... Am I overpowering on this show, Nick? Do I talk too much? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think you're overpowering. Well, I mean, we should say... Is that, what, you feel? Is that what you're worried about? I've thought about it sometimes. I'm like, I should... How am I going to get David to be, like, more voluble and me to be less voluble? It's been kind of one of my sleeper goals. But then every time we press record, I'm like, hey, shut up. No, it's me. It's me. Me, 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 me. You know? I can't stop. But that's your guys. Those are your roles, you know? It's like, uh, you don't want to force the issue. Just let you guys be you. So, listeners know that Nick White is a producer, editor, executive type of... Uh, Tycoon. Yeah, a sort of radio baron. And so, Nick, if you had the opportunity to produce this show, um, what type of direction should we take it in? Um, say that again? If you were, like, officially, like, exec producing the Astro, what, 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 what direction would you push us to go in? Um, I would try and monetize it as soon as possible. <laughs> How are we going to do that? I don't know. Um, I would not touch it. I like what, I, you guys, I told you guys this. I really like what you guys, the way, the way it is. Celebrities. Um, continue more to celebrities. have freewheeling conversations. Well, is it, so as I called into the fixer, you guys called me for like a, like a feedback session? I can't hear Nick. I don't know. We just, <laughs> we just sort of get reflexive a lot I guess and David's being particularly quiet today and um, 
I guess I've been kind of quiet today too. I so feel like the problem is that our lives are like Actually, going like pretty that. well. I like that about. I remember the first few. What was so fun to me was that you guys were trying to figure out a show while doing the show. Right. Like you guys every were episode. About the segments you would I do. still know how to use this equipment. <laughs> and like the show sort of develops on air, so to speak, and uh, that was really fun to me. I almost feel like we should change the format or like the location or you know like in that spirit um maybe doing something like that like letting it evolve into something new might be a good idea like i guess what that, that that's a little bit what this phone call is great so sure what do you say? More guests? <laughs> no, neither of us can hear him. We can't hear you, Nick. I can't hear you, David, so this is going really well. How, how far away from the Astro are you right now? Uh, I am in Highland Park. I don't think you can make it in time before our hour's up. So whatever whatever that would be. Okay. Well, do you have any... I'm going to pass you back to David, just because I'm sorry that you can't hear him, but... I thank you for listening and uh thank you for your notes and um like like I, I hope that the the notes that I suggested on my story maybe you agree with them because I think maybe they'll make it better. Uh I but hope so. Usually usually refinement does, so yeah, I hope so. Alright, thank you. What did you I, say? Refinement does. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm passing you back to David. I don't think I have any more questions. Let me too. But thank I you. love you too, Nick. Thanks for coming on the air. <laughs> Enjoy the show, guys. I'll take my question off the air. All right. <laughs> Later. <laughs> I'll take my question off the air. That's good. Uh, my favorite thing about call-in shows is when, when the listener asks a question and then the host can kind of like throw shade at them as they're hanging up on them. Like it's like, well. That's not really what Reaganomics was all about. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he's like, next caller. Well, that was exciting. That kind of helped. Yeah, I feel looser. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I made you feel uncomfortable today. Okay, so, oh, you said something interesting. You think that this show, this episode is not going well because our lives are going too well? Yeah, we don't have anything to work through at the moment. There's an expression, happiness writes white. Have you heard that expression? No. It's like if you're looking at somebody's correspondence, you know, if there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the relationship yeah. or in, you know, the lives involved, then there'll be a lot of correspondence. Yeah. Um, but those times oh. when you're in harmony, you wouldn't see as much. Right. I think that's the idea behind that idiom. The, yeah. But forgive me if I'm getting it wrong, but that would be in keeping with... Astro styles of like getting things wrong that you could just Google. <laughs> What's refreshing about this show is that we don't use our phones. Well, except to call people. Only to call people. Yeah, we don't look stuff up. Never. Nope. I never have. I haven't either. How many more minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I think we have to because go until the like recorder 50, shut down three 56 times. Fifty-six or fifty-five. Wow, really? Well, we were out for, we had, we got three minutes and 23, 23 seconds in before the battery died. And then I think we were only on for another like minute and a half before the SD card filled up. So that's like, there's like 55 minutes. I think we got to go. What do you think a good podcast would be? 
Like, how do we? Well, if should was, we should we do something different here? I mean, I know that the idea is that we neither of us have time. If there was a if murder, there's a murder at the Astro, <laughs> at the Astro, and we had to solve it. Yeah, I like that idea. Are you looking at your phone? Yeah, I'm checking my email. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I wanted to make sure everything's okay at work. Um, I mean, yeah, like if someone were killed here, that could be good. Uh, if there was like a bunch of celebrities that were here with us, talking to us, that could be make the show good. You really like celebrity, don't you? I mean, I like it as a as a jokey way to make things successful. But there's a part of me that does like just like the idea of celebrity, and I'm a little bit fascinated by it. What draw? What's interesting to you about it? I think it's the. It's the divide between being a public figure and being a private person. And I'm like... Right. Like how there's two different people? each other, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But I feel like I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I'm interested in all forms of celebrity. I mean, there's something magnetic about celebrities. I think it probably comes down to some fundamental, like, desire to be popular that we all have and to be liked and to, like, pro- project that onto other people. So that desire, you mean that desire in you is what yeah. makes you interested? It, well, in- I think we envy celebrities because they are, in theory, loved and wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Right. They're successful in the ways that we value in society. Yeah. Yeah. I hate sitting in the seat because everyone just like keeps looking over and being like, what are those guys doing over there? Well, you always get here first and you always choose oh, that seat. I was seat. mean to switch with you, but then I forget. You mean you want to start out in that seat and then switch <laughs> with me? Well, I don't Why don't mean, you just choose the other seat? I don't mind sitting here and looking out over things when I'm not engaged in a, making a hit show. But, yeah. You know, the, the public gaze can be the blinding light of of like public adoration can be a little distracting i think you're experiencing a little bit you know of what it's like to be a celebrity right now when you say all forms of celebrity you mean like all levels of fame no i feel like there's people who are celebrities because of their ideas and then i think there are people who are celebrities steve jobs steve jobs literary people celebrities um scientists and Neil then there are people who are just like celebrities for other reasons. Because they have good skin. So or they th- killed someone. <laughs> so there are two kinds of celebrities. Three kinds. Murderers, people with good skin, and ide- people with good ideas. Who's a good skin celebrity that you're interested in? Or are you not interested in those? I mean, everyone has their value in my eyes. Um, who's got good skin? You're not a celebrity, Richard. No, I'm being really good at not filling the air, though. I'm laying back. Oh, false ice drop. That was just ice being scooped into a cup. That wasn't the official ice drop. Um... 
Hmm, who's got good skin? I'm gonna think on this for a minute. Oh my god! Come on! Come on! This is Tom Hanks. <laughs> We've talked about him on the show before. Because I'm such a fan of Sully. <laughs> yeah, that's. And his Desert Island Discs episode. Did you uh, see any good music the last two weeks? Live music. Did you see any not live music? Just like, did you see any good recorded music? Yeah, I have a new band that I'm really into. Go on. I, I sent it to you. I sent it to like all my friends. Oh, yeah. That was I've good. only gotten like two reactions. That was good. I reacted, didn't I? They're called Darlene Shrug, and they're from Toronto, Canada. And I really like particularly like one of their songs, the opening track on their record, which is called Inherit the Wind. Mm. And then I just like, I, th I think the drummer is good and it's just like really good kind of fuzzy, riffy, melodic rock music with like a kind of a ethereal female voice involved. And there's like some synth stuff. I just like it. Mm -hmm. I th but I do think that the drummer is really good. And I don't know, it's just a good album. I think it's called Darlene Shrug. I want to get the vinyl. Mm. Um, so anyone who I, or I like ran into this guy who I know who plays in rock bands at a party and I was like, check out Darlene Shrug. He like put it on his Spotify and he's like, I'm going to listen to it later. Did he respond after he listened to it? He didn't, but we don't often text. We, uh. we more like see each other around a little bit. But it wasn't so good that he was like, I have to text Richard and tell him how much I I guess not. Yeah, he didn't like find my email or whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe I have his number. I'm not even sure. Call if I... him now and just ask him if he like Darlene Shrug. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe he'll text him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I think I'll text him. That would be interesting. Okay. Um, Will it? <laughs> I mean, it's a low bar. That's true. <laughs> it's such a low bar. Uh, so I liked that And I went to see Romeo and Juliet with my mom I don't know if I've talked about the that play? Oops, I just started texting you Because you're sitting here <laughs> like in front of me uh, Ballet Oh oh. Famous music by Prokofiev How was it? It was really good It was set in Italy in like three time periods Like the three acts were three different time periods The first was like right before World War II The second was like in the post-war era and then the third was in, I think, the early 90s. Mm. And I didn't really understand what was going on politically in the early 90s, because I don't know, what, but in Italy. But it was a little bit of a political backdrop. Um, and the dancing was really fantastic. Um, and it was fun to go to the ballet. So here's my relationship to celebrity. I saw quite, uh, several celebrities there, but I don't feel compelled to like be like, I saw so-and-so there, because I yeah. feel like that's a little bit of an invasion of their privacy. Yeah, um, just trying to see a ballet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So who did you see? <laughs> you can't tell us. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you off mic, because that's initials? my... Initials? Initials. Can you just give us their initials? No. First names only? I don't know. I just, they, I just told you can what you I wanted to do. Can change their names so we don't know who they really are? I don't have Darian's number. Darian Zahidi. Just change their names so you don't give it away, but who did you see? Darian Zahidi. Wow. Yeah, he's the guy who I told about Darlene Shrug. How's, uh, how's his 
His skin. You have good skin? He's got good skin. He's he's like a good looking, like kind of like rock dude. Mm. Like he's like got the look down, you know, he's sort of just like a true blue rock and roller. I asked him if he had tinnitus and he said yes. That's like if you don't have tinnitus, are you really a rock and roller? I, I actually think his response was yeah, but just in one ear. Ooh. And he always wears earplugs now, he says, which is which is good. And I asked him because I am curious about this because it's like it's it's so it's such a simple equation you know it's like if you play loud rock music and you don't put earplugs in you will start to go deaf yeah um and so i was like why why you know like i've heard people say that you know they can't feel the music as much which i kind of get but also it's like going to a really really amazing restaurant and then just slipping a condom on your tongue before you eat ew David, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think you know what either of those things are like. Condoms are good food. No, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the problem is that if you could fix the acoustics of the room and or just drums, mm-hmm. if you could make you the drums a little it. quieter, then the guitars don't have to be quite so loud in order to feel it right, because it's about proportionality, right. you know. Um, so let's get on that, scientists what and about, designers what and about inventors. earplugs that have tiny speakers in them? I think that exists. Like, I guess I mean, that's what, like when people, like a lot of singers have, have their, that's their monitor, yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of, you know, it's like Michael Jackson would have that in. I think there's a moment in the Michael Jackson documentary, This Is It, where he's like complaining about it. He's like, I just feel like this thing just went straight up in my, all the way into my brain, you know, like, and he's like asking them to turn it down. Um, It was great. Yeah. It's good to just like watch. My grad school mentor would say like, make films about people who are good at what they do. And like, it's true. Like, it's interesting to watch someone who's like really skilled or just, you know, a master of what they do, just yeah. work. Yeah. And so it's that's what it was like to watch that for me. That's what I remember about it. I watched it on a plane years ago, but it's just like so watching him do like a documentary about us making the Astro in that same vein. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from more listeners. Like, I want to hear, who are you? Like, I'm really curious who listens to the show. I think we've, why are we doing this? Absolutely, but I think we're holding steady around 70 listeners. I think that I told George that we had, maybe I told him 100 because I thought it was like 100, and and he was like, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And he's one of them. And he's a podcaster, so he he knows. He knows what it takes to get get those numbers. Speaking of which, I just want to say something about Michael Jackson that's related to Lost Notes, which is out uh, April 12th. Uh, But there's this moment in one of the stories in the series, it's about, do you know who New Edition is? Was. Explain. boy band of kids from Boston um, and they had this hit single called Candy Girl that was very clearly a ripoff of a Jackson 5 song bow 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 ABC yeah Candy Girl and so you um, and me yeah and uh, talking one two three go I can't remember who it was but like Jackson's the head of it was either his manager or his record label wanted to sue new edition and michael jackson was like why are we suing these kids like we don't need the money and they're like just doing what we were doing we were coming up they're just trying to make it like lay off of them and i was like oh that was nice 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 to see that 
when like an artist is like, we don't need to be suing people for ripping us off. Like we got plenty of money, and they're just a bunch of kids from Boston. Like let them do their thing, you know. It's a really good look to be like that famous and rich and be like, I don't need any more money. Yeah, you know, as opposed to Metallica, who's just like, look, (laughs) (laughs) you kids downloading our music. Uh, I watched the Metallica documentary, some kind of monster again. It's the best music documentary of all time. It's the best of all time. It kind of reminds me of Spinal Tap. It is. It has that there are these aspect where, of it. Like, I mean, all moment, the scenes are incredible. The moment when that guy like passes them the lyrics that he's written for the Metallica no, song. Well, so for the people so who don't good. know, because this movie is streaming on Netflix, so you should everybody should go watch it if you haven't watched it, and watch it again if you have. But it's about Metallica at a moment where they're basically considering breaking up, but they bring a therapist in to help them through and it. Prior to this, his like main goal was like helping baseball teams like stay together right he work through their like issues it's described by jason newstead the bassist who uh quits the band at the in the very like early part of the documentary he says like these guys used to like big egos ball players anyway the therapist is around for the recording of an album which goes on interminably for many reasons and at some point <laughs> the idea of their new way of working because before it was more streamlined and there was like more of a leadership structure in the band but be, Tied into the therapy, there's this idea that everybody's contributing lyrics, everybody's writing together, yeah, come in with come down. no ideas and just yeah. no boundaries. And so at some point, they they have a scene where the therapist himself slips the lead singer a post-it note with some lyrics <laughs> ideas. <laughs> so good. And uh, you'll have to see what happens next. Yeah. But run, don't walk. Yeah, I mean, basically that movie is interesting because it's like, what happens when you you want to break up and you kind of should break up, but like you kind of can't for like other reasons, you know, because that the idea is that like we have to keep this together because it employs all these people, you know, it sustains our lives. And like, and no we matter know how nothing terrible else. our albums are, it still manages to bring joy to all these fans. Right. And I think that kind of universally the album that they're recording uh, during that documentary is known as a very bad album. Yeah. Like one of the best things about that album, which they don't go into in the doc, but I wish they did, is that Lars, the drummer, um, left the lock off on his snare drum. So like like a snare drum has this little like metal piece that you like cinch down and it, it, it tightens it um, to get a nice sound. And so it has this like kind of like hollow, like kind of more like uh, low frequency snare sound, which is really, it's like, it would be like, I mean, it's not quite like this, but it's almost like playing your guitar out of tune, like just because yeah. you thought like, oh, that'd be cool. Anyway, like, I just think that's so funny. There's such a great moment where Lars is trying this very incongruous drum beat. Do you remember that part? Where they're just playing this, like, very uh-huh. simple riff where it's just like, dun, 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 dun. And, like, the drums come in and it's just like, and like, and they have this hilarious argument, and James, the lead singer, is just like, and Lars is like, well, you know, the riff is just like stock, so like, I was just trying to bring some like, you know, variety to it through the hey, drumming. I do. Well, he's always got the gum though. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, when's an album over? When's it? You know, when does it start? When does it finish? You know? <laughs> the best, the best scene is Lars's dad. Lars's dad is amazing. <laughs> he's this Danish, like retired Danish tennis wizard. pro who has this like very long he looks beard. Like a wizard. And they're on like a hike in the Marin headlands with the therapist. Oh no, no. The best part is when <laughs> <laughs> Lars plays something 
for his dad. They're sitting there in the studio, and the, like the song ends, and it's just like this moody, like heavy, kind of spaced out jam. And Lars's dad is like, "If you want my opinion, what I would say is I would delete it. I would." <laughs> And Lars is like, wow, the only other person who heard that said it should open the record. And, like, it's just this funny, it's a real insight into the yeah. personality of of the man through his father. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're on this hike, and, like, the dad starts, like, stretching his leg. And the therapist is like, what would you say to your dad, like, if he wasn't here? And Lars is like, it's really hard to do it, you know, like, when he's when he's right there and like the dad's like stretching his hamstring <laughs> next to him with his long beard and he has like a walking cane and like anyway some kind of monster go watch it i i finally convinced caitlin to watch it with me because like that's like the epitome of something she wouldn't watch a documentary about metallica yeah but she loved it really yeah i can yeah. i hoodwinked her into watching it with me and she, yeah of course she loved it it's great one of the best I mean I think it's the best music documentary of all time I think really mm-hmm. whoa I mean what's better hmm, let me think about this for a minute best hmm <laughs> hmm Best music doc. Um, the Ken Burns Scorpion maybe documentary. Scorpion. The band Scorpion. Ken Burns made a documentary. Of course not. What? I don't even know what the band Scorpion is. Oh, oh that's, that's like a hair band, hair metal band. A hair band. Did the. Uh, there was never a good documentary about the Guns N' Roses, was there? I don't think so. I don't know if there's been a feature-length documentary about them. Yeah, I feel like a lot of music documentaries just aren't that good. Most of them aren't that good. Mm. I thought the Eagles one was pretty good. This is very long. I liked it. Yeah. And, and we I, talked I didn't... about it on the show. We did? I think so. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm trying to think if we talked about it. Let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> Hold on, let me think about it. This is what it would be like if I actually laid back. If you didn't ever talk. <laughs> the Thinking Man's podcast. That's what this our tagline should be. Hmm. Let me think about it for a minute. No, I got we got about nine minutes to go. <whistles> got plans for the weekend? I'm gonna see a friend tonight. We're gonna get dinner. Where are you going to go? I think we're going to go to Salazar. Oh, right down the street. Because, been. well, she has somewhere to be later, and we suggested a drink or snacks at Salazar Zebulon, and she countered with, let's go to Salazar, because then I can expense it. It's research, because she, her family owns a iconic Mexican restaurant in Palm Springs, actually. Mm. And so I think that the idea that Salazar being a Mexican restaurant... So she's expensing it to her own family? It was... I think it was just the generous offer, yeah. Um, I guess so. Well, she's doing research. She needs to know... But it's her own family. I understand if you're like... It's a business, though. It's not like taking money out of her mother's mouth. 
I guess that's true. Anyway, shout out to Shannon's service. She's directing a documentary called The Ghost Fleet, Mm. which she is here editing. She usually lives on a houseboat in Marin County. Oh. In Sausalito. And she's always one place or another. Like when I was in Cambodia, she's like, I'm in Cambodia. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, cool, let's meet up. Actually, she was there working on what became this project. It's a very interesting story about basically like the slavery that exists in Southeast Asia Mm. to provide us with tilapia. Uh. That's how I would incorrectly, I'm sure, sum it up. But, uh, you know, it's, it's like these, like, people go out to these villages in, you know, like rural Cambodia and it's like, hey, you want to make a bunch of money in like three months and come back with like a bunch of cash that'll go really far here, you know, in your impoverished state. And then they're just on the boat and the boat doesn't go back, you know. Jesus. Yeah. Stuff like that is what the film is about. I haven't talked to her about it in a while, actually, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. I probably described it incorrectly. She well, you says can come that, back next week and we'll correct whatever you said. Right. I'll, I'll check in tonight. But I, I don't feel bad about I don't feel like I'm speaking out of turn because she had Ghost Fleet, director Ghost Fleet, in the bottom of her email, her email signature. There you go. I think it's important. Obviously, this podcast and the fact obviously that we're doing it important. is a, is a <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's is, is obviously in contradiction to what I'm about to say. But I think that it's kind of important to decide when and how and to whom you announce that something is a real thing. Yeah. I've been thinking about that recently. Like Lost Notes, for example. Like we just kind of screwed up their plan to get to the top of the charts. I don't think our 70 listeners I don't know. have a make a big dent in the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we have what do you what do you call people like uh, our listeners like media influencers? What I think they? we have a very influential group yeah. of listeners, probably. Yeah, it's a it's even a, though I don't actually it's know. A, it's a big seventy. Oh yeah, it's it's the big seventy, the big seventy media list. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking Nick White. We're talking sixty nine other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Rebecca Friedman, my agent. We both subscribe, right? Is it in your feed? I'm so subscribed. Like subtract our number by two, so really we're at like 68 already. <laughs> but we still don't know if those are those plays the actual like if if you're subscribed, it counts as a play, yeah. or are the people actually click play on it? I don't know. I don't know either. SoundCloud, if you're listening, you're listening. Come on, everybody's listening. Yeah. Everyone out there, I know they're just eagerly like on the edge of their seats thinking like when's the ice gonna drop <laughs> I think this episode has been like more of your pace I've tried to lay back especially after we talked to Nick yeah what do you think about that I am troubled by that makes me feel like I don't know how to be a successful how to carry an episode like let's let, say for example that you were that. to be murdered here at the Astro one day. For example. I, I would be a little concerned at my ability to be continue to like make the show good without you. You would continue to do this show after I was murdered in front of you? <laughs> well, that would be 
Uh, and it would turn into a, a long eulogy for your Well, friend. and I'd have to try to figure out who killed you. Even though you were here and witnessed it. Well, my guess is you would probably be poisoned. <laughs> is this a threat? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> but somebody could easily do it. Slip <laughs> a little poison into your coffee before you show up. You listen to any good music lately? I'd like to do a track of the week. I'd like to do... Do you want to do a Shuggy, Shuggy Night? What's that band called? Darlene Shuggy? Darlene Shrug? Darlene Shrug. Yeah, let's do Darlene Shrug, Inherit the Wind, to play us out. All right. So, any other questions for me? You look good. You look good. You look well-rested. You look... You got more grays. Everything's good. Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to the last episode of the Astro. <laughs> the last episode. Maybe we should try to host the show from inside that car wash across the street. Just keep going through? <laughs> inside the car wash? Is there like an office an in there or something? Yeah. I think it might be all outdoors. Say a prayer. Do you pray? I say a prayer every time I hear a siren. Even if it's just like an ice cream siren? What's an ice cream siren? <laughs> just saying. Let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, I don't pray for ice cream sirens. <laughs> Should we just cut this one short? No. All right. It's against the rules. What else can I tell you? The hills are alive. There's lots of nice yeah. flowers and greenery. Yeah, it's I very beautiful. Some, we planted this fig tree in a pot in my yard. Mm -hmm. And I made a soil mix out of compost that we had and... Somewhere. Really? Yeah. And was it planted when I was over there? Yeah. But because I used my own compost that I had been collecting all my scraps from, there were some apparently green onion things in there. And now I have green onions growing in my fig tree pot. That's so great. Just surprised. Just like, oh, hey. Here we yeah. Are. I didn't things even are blowing around and popping out of the soil. It was, yeah. There's poppies, speaking of popping. Yeah. Oh, my God. We saw some amazing hillsides full of poppies on the drive back from Yosemite. Oh, wow. Like, that sounds orange. great. Just all orange on the side of the road. Beautiful. You can't pick them, folks. It's against the law. Really? Yeah. You can't pick poppies? No. Because the, they're heroin? I think it's just because they're the state flower. and. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know it was a state flower. Oh, I just joined LinkedIn. Oh. You want to plug your LinkedIn page? Yeah, everybody connect with me on LinkedIn if you're influential, which you are, if you're listening to this. If you're not, then you just won't get accepted. I visited the homecoming set. Oh, the TV I'm, show. I'm looking through my photos to remember stuff. Did you hang out with Roberts? No, I, I signed something that I believe said I'm not supposed to talk about it, but it was exciting. <laughs> I'm very proud of my friend Eli Horowitz. Oh. Shout out to Homecoming. Within 18 months, he went from a cabin in the Russian River to the biggest Hollywood set I've ever seen. Wow. Um, drank some good wine. 
drink this brutal. And I think we're done. We made it? Yeah. Thank you. This is a sincere thank you from the very bottom of my heart for actually making it this far, folks. Yeah. You guys are the best. Let me think about that. <laughs> <laughs>